Hi, this is Rich Woodall here. You may know me from comics like uh, The Electric Black, Johnny Ray Gun, Gods of Brutality, or Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle covers I've done. And uh, I'm just here to tell you, your childhood was trash if you didn't read Classic X-Men. And that, that's the funny thing, too, is like we talk to people and we ask, like, what's your first memory? And most people don't remember vividly they just remember like the feeling right of yeah of consuming the the media in whatever yeah. format whether it's print or, or digital or whatever like that um but you were different you remember the exact moment I, you got into comics i do i so I'll, I'll i'll start with that and then i'll backtrack a little bit um this was so uh as a kid i moved around a lot um, pretty much once a year, every year from the time I was like seven or eight until, oh, until I was like 18. And, um, my, my dad was with Walmart and, uh, to kind of climb that, that ladder, you got to go to the next Walmart. You got to, you know, kind of move up gotcha. the managerial yeah. ladder. And, uh, we, we, it was always like we'd move in the summer. So it was one of those things where, you know, you don't have any friends because it's the summer. You didn't get school. Uh, so you're kind of on your own. So I'm riding my little, it was within the first week of moving there. And there was like a 7-Eleven about three blocks from our house. And I rode my little huffy bike over there. And, uh, you know, it's probably going for candy or whatever. Obviously. And I, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I see a spinner rack. And I'm like, I'm going through it. And. I had had comics before, like stuff that my parents bought or my, my grandparents bought me. And it was a lot of like GI Joe and transformers and star Wars, you know, yeah. th things like that, that I watched on TV. And for some reason I'm looking at the spinner rack and this book catches my eye. I was just like, I grabbed it and I'm looking at it. Oh my God. And it was classic X-Men 17. Yeah. And for some reason, half naked Wolverine <laughs> just like that did it for me. I don't know. I don't know how I turned out not being gay, but <laughs> <You're> um, <right. laughs> hey, look, you know, it, it, like you, you never know. It's yeah. 2024. Yeah, I, I, I would have been fine either way. This definitely right. would have been the yeah. <laughs> but can you tell us when you knew? Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> but it was it was uh it was one of those things it was just like I took it home and I'm looking at it and I didn't know anything about the X-Men. You know, I, I probably had knowledge of like Spider-Man from cartoons and yeah, you know, sure. whatever was on TV, the Super Friends I knew, the, the the DC Batman stuff I knew, um, but I didn't know who the X-Men were. They were yeah. kind of obscure at that point. This is this is like nineteen eighty seven. And yeah. uh I read it and it's, it's got, you know, it's it, the, the, the issue itself is like a really weird issue for somebody to jump in on <laughs> because it's got the beast in it and he's not really part of the X-Men at the time. They explained, they actually added two pages to the beginning of this story to explain how the beast um, was with the Avengers. He used to be an X-Men but he left and he, he joined the Avengers. Like, they added two new pages that uh, uh, Kieran Dwyer drew. 
and um, and then you the you know the third page is John Byrne, and it's back to the original reprint. <laughs> and uh, and it's weird because it's it's the Beast goes looking for the X Men. They've gone missing, and um, he's going to look for them. And he goes to the circus, and like the X Men are there, but he's never met the new X Men. Like he, you know, he was friends with Cyclops and Jean yeah. and, and Angel and Iceman, and these are the new X Men. So it's Wolverine and and Colossus, all the the ones that we like know now. Yeah. Uh, so he doesn't know who they are. So he's like, "Oh, well, that guy looks familiar, but I don't know. I've never met him." And like, and so the whole issue is is the Beast trying to figure out are these the X Men? And then he finds out Mesmero, like, brainwashed all of them into thinking they were like carny folk. <laughs> and awesome. um, you get to the last page. And like Mesmero just falls over and then Magneto reveals himself to be like the guy behind everything. And of course it's always Magneto. And this is the the coolest part is, is this is the first time that the new X-Men have met Magneto. So, so Spot and Gene are like, Oh shit. It's our, it's our biggest foe. But like, we're like, wait, who? And I was like, who's this guy? Yeah. They're like, Oh, okay. (laughs) Nice. So yeah, so that that was like as soon as I did that, I was like, I this is what I want. I want to draw comics for a living. I didn't That's know awesome. what it, what that meant exactly. Yeah, and then you did, but you yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> and uh, cool. and then I just started collecting. And the weird thing is, is like because I didn't know a lot. Um, you know, I knew I liked X Men, so yeah. I was buying Uncanny X Men. And I'm reading it, and I'm going, "Why is this so this is weird? different? Like, this is very <laughs> different. Like, the team's totally different." And yeah, it, it took me months to figure out that classic X Men were reprints, and uh, and the Uncanny X Men was like the current thing. Okay, so the classic run—it's reprints of like older issues. Yeah. So this okay. issue in particular uh, is a reprint of X Men. Uh, 111 i believe and uh so it was john Byrne and and chris claremont and the stuff that was new that i was reading they didn't have a rate i remember the first issue i got it was it was a a very weird issue it's got like angel on the cover and he's holding like a dead wolverine and, and somebody else and it's rick leonardi and it was like a one shot weird fill in i found out later but they didn't have like a regular artist on there yet. Like they just had a bunch of fill in stuff. And then Jim Lee came along and kind of, <laughs> you know, solidified oh, a run. Um, pretty yeah, you think? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And he became my favorite after that. Like I just, I wanted to be Jim Lee after that. He was yeah, just yeah. amazing. Yeah. I think that's, that was my like wheelhouse for like X-Men comics was the Jim Lee run. Oh, totally. I don't remember too. I don't remember too many beforehand. Yeah, you know, I'm, I'm sure I, I saw, I picked up a couple as a kid here and there, but like going full force, it was definitely like the Jim Lee run and like the iconic, you know, redesigns that he did of all the characters. Yeah, because um, like my my main thing when I was a kid was like the the Toy Biz figures. Like yeah. I had so many Toy Biz figures, and that's that kind of like reversed, not reverse engineer, but like reverse cycled it into the comics where, yeah. like my favorite comic book character of all time is Cable. And that's because in like 1994, I had a cable action figure and I love the design, 
So that made me want to get into him and like yeah. figure out who he is and what he does. And, you know, you know, uh, new mutants, like 87 reading yeah. all that stuff. So that's what like really like brought me into like the comic world is, is that and an X-Men period. Right. Like as a, right. as a, as a kid, like, you know, I don't know about Nick, you know, being born in uh, the mid eighties. Yeah. That's all I knew was X-Men. Yeah. For the longest time. Like you knew about Spider-Man and you knew about like all these, these other like Superman, Batman. Right. 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 But other than that, like it was X-Men. Yeah. Superman, Batman, all that stuff, Spider-Man. And then like way down where I couldn't even like see unless it was like Archie comics or like, you know, when they had like the, like the Sonic the Hedgehog comics and stuff stuff like that. Besides that, it was, it was X-Men. Yeah, every everywhere for for me. Yeah, because the X Men like ruled the nineties. Like, it did. Like, like, yeah, it did. That, yeah. that's kind of you know if it 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 was it was just everywhere between the cartoon, the comics, uh, the trading cards. Like yeah, it was literally. I bet if we took a poll of like all the people who are in our age range, like. Yeah. Uh, I'd probably say even go all the way to like 45, right? Like yeah. anywhere between like 35 and 45 is like the 10 year gap there. I'm pretty sure if we ask people who are into comics, what got you into comics? X-Men. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Absolutely. It. it was, that's, that's where it was. Cause we were talking about in like uh, previously, like part of the cartoon series between the cartoon series and those double packs at Walmart with yeah. Executioner's Saga. Or, yeah. Uh, yeah. Song. Executioner's Song. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, that's, it was like, it was just in my face all the time. Yeah. And the cartoon, I, I think I said the cartoon made me get the comics, but now I'm like, I don't know. Like, I've thought about <laughs> it since I talked about it. I'm like, I don't know. Maybe like everything was just subliminal. And instead of buying, you know, packs of, uh, juicy fruit and like lighters. I <laughs> X Men. I don't know. Um, yeah. I know I definitely bought like baseball cards and stuff like that from Walmart yeah. back when Walmart had everything like in that one area, and yeah. it wasn't mm. like we sell groceries and right um, Christmas trees and everything. Yeah. It was yeah, Jesus, a little bit more. Yeah, but they they involved. that's they had everything too. I remember like collecting like the the Fleer uh, trading cards. Yeah. Uh, those are great, the painted like, ones, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Those were beautiful. I, I used as a kid, like we were on like a mission, like collect them all, and you know, you, like Pokemon, but yeah. like, before Pokemon, yeah. Uh, and we bump into oh. you know, bump into like people and stuff, and they'd have like the like the, the blown up ones. Oh yeah, remember those? They made like yeah. actual like big carded one, carved yeah. ones and stuff. And I was one of those. Can never get them. And then uh, they had the ones where you put them, could put the card, like eight of the cards together and make like a bigger picture and stuff. Yeah. Like yep. oh, the yeah. stuff that they were doing, you know, it's, it was, it was incredible. It was, um, it was very cool. So did you stick with classic X-Men at that point? Or did you jump into Uncanny and just kind of like lean into that? Both. So, I mean, that, that launched me into just being like a Marvel zombie. Like I would go. So again, like I lived in a really small town in Arkansas so there were no comic shops like at all. The the closest comic shop was like an hour and a half away. And Jeez. you know, I'm like twelve, so I'm not Yeah. You're not 13. biking there. <laughs> yeah. I don't have a lot of transportation options to get up there. Um like I think I would 
like my parents would like i remember you know, my my mom and my dad were divorced so i was living with my my stepdad my mom and when i would go visit my dad we would take a trip to little rock and there was a comic shop in little rock and he would always i would like save like you know my 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 money up and and i knew like okay I've got the checklist in my head, like, okay, I know I, I have this issue, this issue, this issue, so I need to find the back issues for for whatever. Nice. Um, so I would all blow right, all my early. money on, on back <laughs> and stuff. But, nice. but yeah, like, I was, I was such a Marvel, I didn't care about DC at all. Like, I just wanted every Marvel book that was out, you know, uh, it was Thor, Thor, Ron Friends was drawing Thor, and I don't know if you guys remember the Ron Friends Thor, but it looked like Kirby because like uh, Joe Sinnott was inking it and it looked like Jack Kirby, but I didn't know who Jack Kirby was because I had Cause you're 12 because I'm 12. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, and so but but his Thor was like, oh, my God, this is like the coolest looking Thor ever. So I got into Thor and Captain America and Hawkeye solo Avenger was coming out. And uh, Marvel Comics Presents had all that Wolverine, like, one-shot stuff in it. Yeah. Um, so that was, like, and, and the official handbook to the Marvel Universe. Like, oh, yeah, yeah. That, that stuff, I was just, I was buying everything I possibly could. I don't think, oh, there was nothing that Marvel was putting out at the time that I wasn't just grabbing. Because, I like, McFarlane was, I think McFarlane was doing Spider-Man. So, like, I, I hit yeah. at the right time. Oh when, yeah, when like all that was just starting to explode, yeah, and then they were like, "All right, thanks, Marvel. We're gonna go make Image." <laughs> right? Yeah, <laughs> totally. And and again, because I had been collecting for probably let's see, uh, Image is thirty-one years old this year, so I had been collecting just like a couple years before that. So I had like a good three or four years of of them doing Marvel books. Yeah, that's and, awesome. And I was just yeah, I was I was the mark for Image. I mean, you know, <laughs> yeah. it's and the cool thing was is when so like I said, we moved one year after another year. Um, the next place that we moved to was Radcliffe, Kentucky, mm-hmm. and it was um, that's right next to Fort Knox. So yeah. we had three comic shops in town oh, wow. and, and I mean, I remember going from, you know, you got a Seven Eleven and a little bookstore in your town that sells comics to three comic shops that specifically sell comics and have your back issues and everything. And yeah. I was the most broke kid ever. <laughs> I bet. Yeah. Yeah. That's funny. But yeah. I mean, even still three, that's a lot. Cause you know, back, back, yeah. back in, in the day, yeah. Um, you know, I, I can remember even being a kid, like growing up in like Manchester, New Hampshire. Yeah, there was um, one comic store on Elm the Street. Comic. Yes, the, the comic, comic shop called, called the comic shop. Yeah, and my my dad would never want to take me there because, yeah. and you know, some I'm, good I'm, reasons I'm, too. <laughs> I, yeah, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry for for anyone if this offends you, but he, there was there was a person that worked there that would like to cross dress, and oh, you know, oh, my dad being oh. born in the '40s, like that was. Right. <laughs> He did not want. He did not want to go in that store. For, you know, my dad would do anything for me, but he was like, ah, not, not that, yeah. that. He, would, he would do anything for you, but he wouldn't do that, huh? Yes, like meatloaf. meatloaf. Right. Um, but yeah. every every summer we would vacation. And it would for the week in Hampton Beach. Yeah, and he, I would always get a daily allowance there, and I'd always save it up because um, 
one day in that week, he would always take me over to Seabrook to Chris's comics. Chris's comics, yeah. And then I would just, I would, I would buy a bunch of toys, a bunch of comics, and like, uh, yeah. you know, he would give me like twenty bucks a day allowance on vacation. Oh, like, I got spoiled. That's, that's awesome. So, like, I, I mean, was you were in home Hampton, with like, so yes, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, Hampton Beach, New Hampshire, not like yeah, the not, Hamptons, not so. the Hamptons. <laughs> I, I, I know what I said. <laughs> Big, in the nineties, that was happening, man. It's, yeah, that's true. All right. All right. All right, you vacation there or Old Orchard Beach, like from New yeah, England? Right. I can think about yeah, it. True. You go to Cape Cod or Old Orchard Beach, or you go to Hampton, New Hampshire. True. Hampton and Beach. Then, there was there was a, a little comic oh, shop in the on the boardwalk too in, oh, no in Hampton. Um, there used to be like an area where it was like a bunch of like tents and stuff. Yeah. And there was like a comic <laughs> place the, there, and then yeah. uh, but that whole section like burnt down. Oh, yeah, I mean that's what honestly, happens in Hampton, right? So, <laughs> things burn down, and they burn have... every ten years or so. Yeah, yeah, and, and obviously, obviously, uh, and, and it's and it's the wake of its ashes popped up a little hot that sold live, love, laugh bracelets and shit. So yeah, of course, <laughs> I didn't get to really you enjoy spend that. Twenty dollars but... a day on that shit? <laughs> no. Yeah, you know, it's funny, like talking to other you know fans and stuff in different parts of the country. Like we are super spoiled in new england in general like the amount of comic shops that are up here really and, and the amount of good comic shops like yeah like we've got we a do lot. have we we do have a lot of so I, like mike was saying and like you said like you lived in arkansas and had like yeah, nothing nothing i i lived in merrimack i've lived i lived in merrimack yeah. basically up until 2020 yeah uh, or and actually a few years before but anyway so like the close we the card shop we had was Bergen's uh, cards. Yeah. Uh, and then at one point in time, there was this there. If you've ever been to Merrimack next to the fancy steak place, there used to be a caboose. And in the caboose <laughs> used to be a card store for a weird for some weird yeah. reason. And they sold sports cards uh, and magic cards. And the only time I ever really went in there was because they got a shipment of dark uh the dark series of magic yeah uh like they had so they had dark packs when you can when they were already like sold out right yeah anyway it was like the only time i ever went in there and it wasn't there very long but that was it like i lived in merrimack like you i i could pedal around but i like my mom hated going anywhere so which which is why except for walmart and amherst right right which is where the comic which is where x-men which, was which that's that's one of those stores that my dad opened he oh, opened wow. really yeah nice. and then you just stayed all right and yeah it, that was <laughs> basically how... it yeah when when we moved up here so i decided like i went i went to two years of high school in nashua and um yeah <laughs> i decided that was not oh trust me. me compared to high school in kentucky it was <laughs> okay amazing right. uh people could read you know <laughs> uh, plus, especially well, in high school yeah, that was the weird thing. Like being in Kentucky, like I was a weird kid that had, I had my head shaved, but I had bangs that went below my chin. <laughs> I was just a weird fucking kid, especially sure, for yeah. I think like, I'm are, a weird man. kid for New Hampshire, but in Kentucky, you're really, really weird. <laughs> and um, like I fit in up here, though, you know. And it's like I finally felt comfortable with with people in general. Yeah, and um. And it was one of those things. My parents were moving back to the south, and I I had happened to get a job with uh, Fruit of the Loom, their sports and licensing division. Yeah. 
and uh Salem it was called Salem Sportswear and uh I designed t-shirts for them and I was like no nah, I'm just staying I I don't need to move anymore I'm happy where I am and then I moved like two years later to Maryland but <laughs> oh geez <laughs> but but I came back <laughs> Yeah, there, there you go. go. That's the important part. <laughs> Everybody comes back to New Hampshire for yeah, some weird do. reason. Everybody's yeah, so. super excited to get out, and then they come back. Right, but 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 that's it. Is like I didn't have like Bergen's Bergen's sold some comics, but it yeah. wasn't like like his like his thing was sports stuff. Like even the magic cards were mm, kind of like yeah. a, a side thing. Now, you- did did you end up going to Merrimack? Mary Mac comics when they yes. first opened. Yeah. Yeah. So that was where I was gonna say is like that was the first that's the first comic y store. Yeah. Like mm. Bergen's closed back in I don't know, I'm gonna say when I was in high school. Yeah. Uh, or right thereafter, right around that time. And then there was nothing in Merrimack for a long time. Right. You would have had to go like, to Nashua or Manchester to Right. Yeah. There was anything. the comic store in Nashua, which was yeah. owned by the same dude who yeah. owned the one John. in Manchester. And I think he yeah. owned a third one. If I remember correctly. Yeah, for a little bit. It didn't last very long, but yeah. Yeah. Speaking of not lasting long, I don't know if either of you have visited the comic store in Nashville recently. Uh but... not the new location that's in like yeah. a warehouse or something. Yeah. Literally it's it's like you go through a door and it's like a loading dock, yes. and then you walk down this creepy eye like alley inside yeah. the building with like stock boxes on either side, up and then you the open ceiling. up this little door and it's literally cram packed in there. It's like half the size of like the previous store. Yeah. To look through their their long boxes, you have to like move a bunch of like yes. statues and action figures and stuff. Like I, I didn't. I don't know what happened there, but again. Yeah. yeah. So I went to his store when it was like down by the Chinese restaurant in that strip mall. Yeah, and then That's, it moved to another moved, spot. Yeah, next to the karate place. And and I found that a couple years ago, and I was so excited that like I was like, oh, because I was kind of friendly with John. He probably doesn't have a clue who I am, but <laughs> sure. you know, I was I was like I was like eighteen at the time, you know, picking up comics yeah. there. But that was a great it was a great shop, and they had like everything, even even kind of like now, like even back then they had shit piled just everywhere and it was they've so always had stuff. too much stuff yeah but you space. but you can get to it before you get to now it? You, yeah. you can't it's what? like i i went in there specifically looking for a couple like comics <laughs> and like i just like i walked around the store like it, in the aisles only wide enough for right. one person at a time now yeah. and i walked around and there was like three other people in the store and i was like this is too crowded for me and i left yeah. like i didn't even look through any of the comics because it was just so uncomfortable there you know the guys are still nice you know the owners right, are yeah. you know, and people with they're super nice guys but it's just i don't know what happened you it's, know business-wise financially but yeah like that is not a place for no. that they, they they need to like cut half the inventory down and make it like a, a presentable store right as opposed to I, just trying to cram everything in your face is is what they're doing right. and even then like half their stock is still in in the aisle in the outside ho- the yeah. outside the business i saw somebody post a video of they're like oh we're going to the comic store for the first time like since they moved and i'm watching it and i'm i'm horrified like it's it's like a fire trap like i'm yeah. surprised somebody <laughs> hasn't shut them down for like i literally went in there and i asked the owner i was like <laughs> 
did I go in the right door? And he's <laughs> like, oh yeah, he's like, that, he's like, that's the only door. Like, I thought I went through like the back entrance to like, yeah. like Stockhouse. And he's like, nope, that's it. I was like, and there's no signs either. You no. just got to trust Google that like <laughs> Google Maps that you're at the right place. Right. Like I yeah. went inside and even like the, you know, it's like a, it's like a commercial building, you know, yeah. with, for, that you would see like a machine shop in there or whatever. Right. right. And it's got the little index of first floor, second floor, and nothing's listed for them. So I was just like, well, we're going to try down here. You know, and I, right. and I have my yeah. five-year-old with me and I was like, stay close, honey. Like stay close. <laughs> <laughs> you don't want to get lost in here yeah it was it was weird but i'm pulling it up because like i said i didn't realize they moved again like they were in that they were in two different spots in that plaza in south nashua yeah they were on the bigger mm -hmm. spot and then they moved to the littler one like a few doors down and then they moved across town to the like behind this into yeah. that weird like it was next to prize studio off like exit five right yeah yeah yeah, it was yeah, exactly. And I didn't realize they moved again. Um Yeah. You know. So that but that was it. It was like if you wanted comics, that was kind of the only place. And then oh, Double Midnight yeah. opened in Manchester and then they I became friends a great with great store. Yeah. I became yeah. friends with Brett and yeah. spent yeah. my my buddy the whole reason I actually originally went there was because my buddy was trying to complete his um uncanny x-men run oh no <laughs> that was the first that we he's like hey there's nice. a new comic store we need to go yeah. i'm looking for uncanny x-men back issues and i was like all right let's go and then uh and then we we just almost like weirdly fell in love with the place yeah. and then How we're there not? like almost open to close like yeah. four days a week because it like we found it in like the summer yeah and it was so we were there like open to close four days a week we didn't have jobs sure. we would go there play yeah. magic buy some cards you know whatnot comics yeah. and everything like that and uh that was that but yeah so and then mary mac opened up uh, years later and yeah um i started going there because i lived in merrimack and i was yeah. like it's literally right there yeah uh because i lived like two minutes away oh that's um, awesome yeah yeah, yeah. My, so, my dad lived like two minutes away from double midnight <laughs> so right. that was, so, that was yeah. like my so, go-to place i was like oh this yeah. is nice and easy yeah i went i went back and forth between the two i still you know i'm i'm friendly and or slash like friends with a lot of the people who are yeah. involved in both locations uh, yeah. and they're both great stores in their own rights for yeah. everything um so and then so yeah so like but that was it is like i had bergen's cards and he like had a few comic books but that was like almost that was weirdly it and then like i said the walmart yeah because my mom hated going literally anywhere that might <laughs> resemble something like, yeah. oh, you want to go to the Pheasant Lane Mall? Nope. No. <laughs> you want to go to the mall in New Hampshire? Nope. Yeah. So it I was mean, like I don't Walmart. blame her. Like, <laughs> I, mean, I don't, don't want to go like, to any of those places either. <laughs> well, I became a mall rat in high school, so yeah. I went all. Yeah, I mean, we all did. We all were. Did. Yeah, but uh, yeah, my wife. That's where I met my wife. Yeah, I was. Uh, Which one? The, uh, the only wife I have. No, were you a manager of fashionable mail? <laughs> I was. I was not a manager of fashionable mail. I. Uh, <laughs> I was. I had a buddy who ran a kiosk, and it was like a sports collectible kiosk or something. Nice. And um, I just had like a horrible breakup, and it was probably like months after the breakup. And uh, 
I used to hang out at the mall and do sketch. I, I would sketch people that walk by, like just like quick gesture sketches cool. and stuff. And um, I'm sitting there with my sketchbook, and I was working on uh, um, uh, the Scarecrow, Batman Scarecrow, and um, and this young lady walks up, and she's like, "Oh, do you draw?" And you know, I turn it and show her, and I'm I'm like super shy. At least, especially back then. And uh, my, my friend comes over that, that's working at the, the, the sports shop. He's like, oh, he's like, oh, do you know who this is? This is Dick. Because I went by Dick through high school. I'm like, this is Dick. And he's like, do you like movies? He loves movies. You guys should go see a movie together. <laughs> and then he, he like writes my phone number down and he slaps a sticky note on my chest. And I'm like just sitting there with my <laughs> sketchbook. I was and, just drawing Scarecrow. What's yeah, going on? Scarecrow and you're like this really cute girl just walking by and like now I'm embarrassed and and she's like I I like movies and she took my number and then uh and then she didn't call me for weeks. Yeah. <laughs> and uh my my buddy Jay is he he comes he's like, "So, did you did you call that girl?" Like she gave me her number too. It's like, did you? Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. No, it wasn't a one way. <laughs> yeah. Uh, did you call that girl? I was like, no, man, she's not interested in me. Like, we did. Like, I just saw her at the mall that one time. She's not. He's like, you should call her. And then he harassed her when he saw her. She worked at the mall, so he oh, harassed okay. her the next time he saw her. And I finally called her, and and we talked, and and then set up a date. But yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, so comics got me somewhere. I mean, (laughs) got me married. Yeah, I think I I think it got you two places. I mean, literally do it for a living, (laughs) and it got you your wife. So you know, yeah, it's pretty good. I guess it's been all right to you. Yeah, yeah, you got to give it to your buddy Jay. Like, good wingman right there. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I mean, usually he was just pissing, like making people mad at me. So, uh, so this was the one time he did something good, and he reminds me that he's responsible for us being married. All oh the boy, time. So, there yeah. you go. When did you when did you actually pick up a, like a pencil and start like actually drawing? I mean, as far back as I remember, like yeah. I remember like kindergarten. Like I, I'd flip over the the paper, whatever worksheet you're doing, I'd flip it over and I would draw stuff on the back, and it was like. I would draw like fake GI Joe tanks and and <laughs> shit like that and like Didn't like battles and and things like that and I always my my mom worked for Pizza Hut she was the manager of a Pizza Hut and they had all those placemats that they would put on the tables and I guess they did away with doing that or they had different placemats or something so she brought home the box of placemats they were all blank on the other side yeah. And so I would just draw, like, I had a giant box of paper that I would just grab a handful, and I would sit all day long and just draw and draw and draw and, like, watch Gilligan's Island or whatever the hell was on TV. Yeah, nice. And uh, that was really, I mean, I would spend my summers, like, basically my, my mom would drop me off at my grandparents' house, and my grandma would watch me all day, and, um, and... And she would just give me a stack of paper and, you know, I'd just draw all day. And, but, but when the, uh, when I, when I got this, this X-Men book, 
that's when I really, really knew like, Oh, I, I need to focus on drawing like real people and, sure, yeah. and stuff like that. So did, uh, did you transition to like superheroes and stuff at that point or was it? Yeah. Um, this oh, shit. is <laughs> classic Cyclops. That's uh, awesome. And that's, that's what I was drawing. Like as soon, this is probably very soon after I read, uh, the classic X-Men. I mean, clearly I had reference of him being uh, in his really, really old uniform, so yeah. I don't know when I did that, but that's like one of the only drawings I have from that like 12, 13-year-old time period. That's pretty but, cool. Uh, that, that stuck around. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I, after I found that, I was like, now. I need to put this somewhere safe. And now <laughs> it just floats around the office. But yeah, um, <laughs> but yeah so like that was that was it, man. Like I knew this is what I want to do. And, and, you know, you start going to like comic, con well, there was one comic convention when I was in Kentucky, I was probably like 14, 15. And, uh, I got to meet Mark Bagley and Bart Sears. Hmm. Those were like the two guests for the show. And nice. Bagley had just put out, uh, carnage. Nice. So, so I got him to sign that first Carnage That's issue cool. and stuff, and and Bart Sears was doing uh, that Eclipso series that had I don't know if you guys remember that, but like issue one had like a big plastic diamond pasted to to the front cover. Oh, no. So like if you if you ever find it, it's it's pretty awesome book, but putting it in a, a plastic sleeve, like, <laughs> yeah. it just fucks up the plastic sleeve because that big diamond <laughs> is just sticking out like a half inch from the comic and, and just messes everything up. But, yeah. but like at the time I was like, Oh my God, I'm meeting like real artists and stuff. And yeah. And I've met Bart a couple times since then. And he was so, I mean, they were both really nice, but Bart like, took the time to review my portfolio and everything and gave me some, some pointers. And, and then I, I met him, you That's know, pretty cool. 10 years later and he did the same thing and he was just very, very generous with his time. It was really yeah. awesome. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Not, you know, I, I don't have much experience with that, but you know, I, I can't imagine how cool it is just to have like someone that you like idolize, just go through your, your own creations and your own work and you know, what critique it and, and even better yeah. if they like it you know like it's right. just like holy <laughs> okay fuck like <laughs> yeah and that's you know that's one of the weird like in high school uh we had like a, a draft like a a weird drafting slash print class mm. and they had there was a guy that lived i think maybe in merrimack or amherst uh this guy ken penders and ken was known at the time for doing star trek um, huh. So he had a very realistic style and he looked at my portfolio and he was not impressed at all. Uh, like, yeah, yeah. He, he, you know, cause I was, I was trying to be Jim Lee. So, yeah. Right. Yeah, and I was a very, very bad Jim Lee, you know, so, <laughs> like yeah. a high school student trying to be Jim Lee kind of thing. It was really, really bad, but he was not encouraging at all. Yeah. And uh, I had soon, uh, after, after I had met him at the school, I went to a convention in Philadelphia and, uh, and he saw me there and he looked at me and he goes, what are you doing here? Oh. And I was just like, Oh, you're 
dick. <laughs> yeah, Jesus Christ, man. So, and and it's funny because at that same convention, I met Mike Manley, and Mike was just like the one of the sweetest guys, just super super nice. And uh, you know, mo- most most guys have been very nice and encouraging. Yeah, even oh, even though I had shitty portfolio, you know, it was really <laughs> horrible. Yeah, but you had one though. I yeah, did. you had one. Yeah, I did. <laughs> I mean, that's, 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 that's an accomplishment in of itself. Right. Like, that's a step in a positive direction if that's something you want to do. Yeah. Uh, your, well, your 12-year-old Cyclops is better than what I can do at 40. So. I mean, even, even that guy shitting on you, like, the fact that you just didn't – I'm not going to say you didn't care, but the fact that you didn't let it get yeah. to you. Because, like, I know you you and I have talked on the side, yeah. um, you know, previously. Like, I, I used to draw a lot. I used to be pretty good at it. Yeah. I never had the confidence to bring my portfolio to anyone at the convention. So it was always like online. And sure. if I got torn apart or shit on online, that literally killed my confidence in drawing to the point where I stopped for like 20 years, yeah. <laughs> you know? So like good, good on you for, for, you know, doing that and persevering, you know, because that guy's a dick. Like you said, he, like, he was definitely you know what I mean? like if everyone has their own style, everyone yeah. has their own like methodology on how they're doing things and who is it to, for them to say that you're doing it wrong. Yeah. It, and you know what? It's so I I'm, I'm sure at the time it probably really, really bugged me and probably really upset me. But when, when I went to work for Salem sportswear, the, the fruit of the loom place. So um, I convinced my parents, like, I don't need to go to college. I sucked in high school. Like my grades, I barely graduated. Yeah, I failed. Crazy. I failed art in in high school. That's how bad uh, I was. Like all I wanted to do was comic books. That was it. I was singular focus. And um, I convinced them, like, let me have a year off. Don't waste anybody's money sending me to college, unless you're sending me to the Kubert School. Like, <laughs> it's a giant waste of money. So I was like, let me have a year off, and then the art director for Salem sportswear came in and saw me sketching and like, Hey, we're doing a t-shirt line that that's like comic related. Do you want a job? And, and I got a job. So I didn't know it was fruit of the loom at the time, this big corporation. Like I thought it was, I'm thinking like it's in some guys like, you know, (laughs) garage or whatever. Like he's got a screen press in his his basement. (laughs) And, um, like I went and there were, there were like 30 illustrators on staff and that was, that was my end designers. And that was like my college education was like learning from those guys. Yeah. And But the biggest thing that they taught me was critiques. Like, you know, we all sit around and we all critique each other and I got, you know, you get torn apart, but you get a thick skin and you learn really quickly. Like, those people at least they weren't doing it to be malicious they're doing it to help me get better and and i learned real quick from some of those guys like you just can't you you kind of take take the criticism for what it's worth you know if if three people tell you like you suck at drawing hands then you probably suck at drawing hands but if there's one guy that so i was at san diego one year like 90 or no sorry 2004 had my portfolio i got a review with a dc editor and um it was like a lottery system like you had to get picked to get a 
a review and I was lucky. Oh, yeah. And uh, I don't remember. I wish I remembered the name of the editor and he hated everything I had. And yeah. he actually said, he's like, oh, you've got a lot of Kirby in your work. And he's like, and the industry just needs to let Kirby die. And I was, I, I'm like, I'm <laughs> horrified because Kirby's yeah, my hero no. at that point. Dear well, DC. Yeah. So <laughs> I, uh, I was going over and I was talking to a buddy of mine and I was like, oh yeah, I just had the bad portfolio review and they told me Kirby should die. And there was a guy walking by and he heard it and he stopped and he's looking and he goes, hey, come with me. And I, I'm like, okay, stranger, stranger danger. I'm going to go, go with you wherever we're going. So he took me over to meet uh, Marty Nodell, who created Green Lantern, uh, the original Green Lantern, and um, and he goes, "Show Marty your your work." And so I show him my work, and and it was definitely better than some of the the, the high school stuff. It wasn't much better, but it was a little better. And um, and he goes, "Tell Marty what what that editor told you." And I told him the Kirby thing. So Marty was like. He was in his 80s. He's got like an oxygen tank next to him. Yeah. He didn't look great. And he got so pissed and he slams his fist on the table and he goes, bullshit. And I was like, oh, I'm like, I'm going to kill this old guy. Yeah, right? guy right <laughs> and um, he goes, you go over to DC and you tell Bob Shrek, the Batman editor that I sent you. And I'm like, okay. Okay, old weird guy. You know, like I don't know who Marty Nodell is because I'm I'm still like a twenty something you know idiot. You're high on Marvel. Oh yeah, I was. Uh, yeah, yeah. Right. So I I, uh, I go over to DC and I track down Bob Shrek, who was like he was the head editor of of the Batman books at the time, and uh, I said, "Well, oh, Marty told me to come over and show you my portfolio, and he said you would give me a good review or a, a, a review." He goes, well, there's a lottery system. I can't really do that, but I'm taking a smoke break in 10 minutes. Like, if you come to the back door, uh, I'll take a look at your stuff. If you and, happen to be where I'm going to yeah. be in 10 minutes. Right, yeah. Then, then, maybe, maybe, uh, then we'll talk. Shove it in my face. So <laughs> he, uh, he, he did show up, and he it was like one of the best portfolio reviews I ever had. That's awesome. And, you know, it wasn't it wasn't like you're doing everything right, but it was yeah, it was super constructive. Yeah, there you go. He told me all the right things to work on and stuff, and he's like, "Yeah, fuck that guy." <laughs> he's like, <laughs> "There you go." He's like yeah, everybody, awesome. you know, everybody's he did the everybody's you know got an opinion kind of thing, but he's like, you know, a style is a style, and like, yeah. you know, it, it's it's more about your storytelling and can you do figure work and stuff like that. So. So I learned a lot about that and, and I've had horrible reviews and I've had great reviews and you just kind of take from what they, what they're worth. Yeah. And I mean, if you can't draw hands, just get creative and hide them. Like, hide, uh, them. Yeah. Like feet. Work, hide them while you're working on them. Yeah. Like I don't like feet. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Why is all of your characters wearing mittens? Right. Well, it's cool. <laughs> Everybody's cooking with big gloves. Yeah. Every, cool every issue you're doing, they're like, "Listen, this this isn't like a winter scene." Right? Hear me out. No, hear no, me no, out. No. Right? It's getting cold. Like they got like, like 
work. Guys <laughs> got poor poor blood flow. You know, right. rogue, right? How she can't touch people. It's kind of like that, but you know, their their hands are just cold. Like <laughs> instead of gloves. <laughs> oh, that's so good. Oh. So he doesn't scratch his face. <laughs> like a little baby. <laughs> Do we create a new superhero? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Mitten hands. Mitten man. Uh, arch, arch nemesis is glove fingers. Right. Um, it it could be a whole build up where, like, you you know, they we tease like what's under the mittens and like what like oh my is God. Hand, or is his hands hideously disfigured and oh, it's like yeah. no, the artist just doesn't know how to draw hands. There's like a number of I've run into like I like I've gone to a God knows how many conventions at this point, and there's a number of people like yeah I I can't draw hands. <laughs> like, hands are really hard. I mean, they're, yeah. they're complicated. Yeah. I, yeah. Yeah, like I, I look at hands and they're complicated. I don't want to have to recreate that. Yeah, no, yeah. it's it's tough. Like you, a lot of guys, like they kind of find out the the two or three like hand poses that they can do. <laughs> I'm like, all right, we got a fist and yeah. Yeah. got like that. Yeah, got jazz hands. Right. Yeah. Like, okay, that's a start. And then you yeah, spin right. on that. Yeah. <laughs> this one is more spherical as opposed to fingers. Right. Yeah. It's like, yeah, it's hard once you start. Too, too like, difficult. Too difficult. Get rid of that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> You're sitting there trying like Wolverine. He's sitting on. Yeah. <laughs> right. Exactly. <laughs> Wolverine seems probably one of the easier ones because he's it's lots of fists. Fist. It's always. Yeah. He's lots fist, of fists. Just do a fist the whole time. Yeah. yeah. Fists and knives. Fists exactly. and knives. I'm just I'm just picturing like a comic panel where it's just Wolverine like this now, like right, yeah, just yeah, coming at you, yeah, <laughs> like with the claws out. Look at this, uh, it's just, yeah, fists, like yeah, fists. yeah, that's it, yeah, and Colossus so is that, in there, yeah, yeah, nice and delicate, yeah. <laughs> now, now is that is that your original copy or is that like a, a another one you obtained? This is another one that I bought. Um, I do have it. I have it signed by John Bogdanov, who drew the cover. Oh, nice! I was gonna and say, I who's got, scribbled on it? He he. Well, and so I'm an idiot. I got him to sign it twice somehow. <laughs> I I don't know. Like I, I must have forgot that I had that way. And then uh, and then I stood in line for two hours to get Chris Claremont to sign it. Oh, um, that's awesome! Yeah, it well, it was almost awesome. Oh. It was so I never go to conventions to be a fan, right? Like I'm always sure, behind yeah. the table. I never Good job. Get to it's business. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but terrific con in, in Connecticut. Yeah. Um, I'd heard that, uh, CB Sabowski, the, the head of Marvel was going to be there. And so I'm like, you know what? I'm not a guest at the show. It's within driving range. Like I'm going to just, I'm going to go and meet CB and get my portfolio yeah. review. And I looked at the guest list. And I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to take this time and I'm, I'm going to be a fan. Like I'm going to get, I brought a couple, I brought like a Michael golden book to get signed. And, and I was yep. like, yeah, I got to get this signed. And, um, CB got COVID. So I didn't get to have my portfolio no. review. Uh, but I, that was okay. Cause I got to like fan out and, you know, I'm friends with a lot of these guys. So I got to chat with people, which I don't usually get to do. Yeah. And, um, and then it came time to get the the Claremont thing, and they're like, oh, this line is taking forever because he was talking to everybody for like twenty minutes. Oh wow, which yeah, was awesome. Yeah. And so I'm like super excited. I'm like, I finally like one of my childhood heroes, and I, I there was like two people in front of me, 
and they leaned over to him and they're like, uh, sir, you've, you've got to go to a panel in like oh. 10 minutes. And he's like, oh, and he looks up and there's, there's a line of at least 30 people like waiting that we've been sitting there for forever. Yeah. And I'm, I have to go home. Like I have to leave and, and go home after I get this thing signed. So I'm like, if he goes to a panel, then I just wasted like two hours sitting in this line. Yeah. He's like, well, I guess I got to hurry. So he like signs, he's only spending five minutes per person. Now the two guys in front of me, he's literally got like 30 seconds and he goes, okay, one more. He waves me over. I was like, "Oh, sir, this was my this was my first comic." He goes, "Why the hell isn't he wearing clothes?" <laughs> Throws it at me, and I'm like, "All right." <laughs> like I was so excited to talk to him because I had oh, so dude, many so... questions and just wanted to like pick his brain. But I, you know, I get it. You got to go to a, a comic panel. Yeah. What are you gonna do? Yeah, yeah. You, it's bad you can't all be Craig and walk in late. Well, and that yeah, was. Right. Craig was with me half the time and he was, he was making fun of me. Cause he's like, yeah, you're never going to get this autograph. <laughs> Jesus. That's cool though. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's nice to hear that. Like he was taking the time with the fans, but he was, yeah. And that was really cool. The, 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 I, I blame, I blame the, uh, whoever was like running the convention at that point, because like, uh, Rhode Island comic-con last year, you know, one of my main goals was Kevin Eastman. And yeah. he was the same way. He sat there and he took time, he not 20 minutes, but yeah. like, you know, he talks to everybody, you know, how you enjoying the convention, like, oh, you know, you know, five, five or so minutes, but they capped the line at a certain amount of people because they're yeah. like, nope, this is it. Yeah. You know, we, we know this is, this is all he's going to do. And like, luckily it was me and then like 10 other people and I was in the line. So I, I like yeah. that with that, but like, that's what they should have done. You know, like don't, don't cheapen an experience for someone and don't, waste the time of all the people that were behind you that didn't get anything signed like that's not fair you know yeah. that, that's not the way to, to run that stuff and um yeah. you know that it's kind of what they did um at uh hascon the, the one and only hasbro convention like <laughs> I, you know i i went there because like they promised everything you know it was like hey sure. come, come here you're gonna meet um you know peter cullen frank welker uh, oh. david ortiz jackie bradley jr all yeah. free just yeah. come so my buddy and I waited in line because um, it's like it's fucking David Ortiz, like he right, just yeah. he just retired, like it's it's fucking yeah, poppy. There's no better DH, yeah, yeah, and free too, right? right so my amazing. buddy and I stood in line for like two hours oh, no. to get a ticket to go stand in line to get an autograph, meet him, and then they were like, "Oh, he's got no more time. We can't give any more out." Mm. And it's it's me and my buddy, and then like two people in front of us. That's how far yeah. up in the line we were to get these. Uh, so we're like, what the fuck? And they're like, oh, well, if you're, uh, if you stick around, uh, we got Danny Edelman coming. And it's like, well, I'm not a fucking football fan. I don't give a fine, shit. Like, I, yeah. I came here, I came here for Ortiz. Like, what the fuck? Right. And I was like, you know what? I waited this long. Whatever. I'll meet, I'll meet right. Edelman. Yeah. And then another half hour goes by and they come back. They're like, so we talked to David Ortiz and he's going to stay. Do you want a ticket for him or like, Edelman? Yeah. I'm like, fucking Ortiz. Like, oh, god damn it. Yeah. So yeah, I got a ticket for him. And then you had to go into another line, which is the actual autograph line. And yeah. I had to wait in that line for like another hour Holy to shit. get up there. But and it was, you know, it was nice and quick yeah. with them. Like you couldn't really like socialize. Yeah. I did with like Jackie Bradley for a little bit. That's pretty cool. But it's like, you know, I miss so many other things at the convention because of that. Right. Yeah. So it's like, that was, 
piss poor management. And I, I don't blame them. Like it's, it's Hasbro. They never ran a convention right, before, right. you know, they've only attended. <laughs> so I don't right. blame them for that, but it's just, you know, it, it leads yeah. to a poor it's experience. A you know, it's a sour, the yeah. sour taste in your mouth, you know? Yeah. Especially like, you know, someone like, you know, Claremont or yeah. Ortiz, like they're, they're, they're top yeah, of their legends. games. Yeah. Yeah. Like, you, you know, it's, it's not some, you know, you're not standing in line for two hours just for some schmuck, you know, it, it's like, right. yes, they got to figure that out. Yeah. <laughs> you know, um, yeah. but that's cool that you get, I'm surprised. Why isn't that sleeved? Like, why isn't that? Oh, bag yeah, no, like, it's a, it, I mean, I, I still need to get, uh, I want to get Terry Austin who inked it and, uh, John Byrne to, uh, to sign it. I, I mean, I've got this, but, uh, um, okay. I, I've got a I've got a bead on um a friend of mine is is friends with Terry Austin. Oh nice. So I'm gonna send it to him and, and get Terry to sign it. I don't know if I'll ever meet John Byrne, but <laughs> um but yeah, the, like that would be that would be pretty awesome. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's pretty cool. I, I don't I don't have any like legend signature uh, uh, except for Kevin Eastman, Peter Laird. I mean they're yeah. they're huge legends. Yeah. But I did um so like I said, cable, cable, yeah, who? Uh, cable, my all-time favorite mutant. Yeah. Um, you know, comic book character. Because of that, I fell ass backwards into like X Force and, yeah. and all those storybooks. You know, the old, uh, the '90s one. And my favorite was like the Black Ops team that like Cyclops oh, yeah. put together after you know, um, you know, House of M and all that shit. Yeah. And um, I had uh, um, or I have back in t- 2012, they had um. A Marvel Legends figure. I don't know if it was it was Hasbro yet. I think it was 2012. Uh, of X Force Deadpool, and yeah. it's you know, and and that figure alone was like super rare and hard to get and all that stuff. I actually got that signed by Rob Liefeld. Oh no, kidding! So I got that sitting on my my shelf. Like, oh, that's awesome. That, it's like, and that was that was luck because I went to Rhode Island um, Comic Con. That's right. He was in Rhode Island several years ago. Yeah. and I like I walked all over and I couldn't find him. Yeah, at all. Yeah. And then I noticed, I noticed, uh, um, Chris from double midnight at his booth and I walk up to him and I was like, dude, it's like three o'clock on Sunday. <laughs> like, I was like, where's, where's Liefeld? And he's yeah. like, Oh, he's like right over there on the end. Yeah. Like, I didn't fuck, you know, you go down the aisles, you're focused on the aisles, not the end caps. Yep. Yep. So then I go up and he's fucking packing his stuff up and I'm like, dude, come oh, on. Man. And I'm like, yeah. I drove, I drove from New Hampshire just for this. Like just yeah. to get your, and that's really the only reason I went. Yeah. And he was like, Ask this guy, like his handler or whatever, and the guy was like twenty bucks. I was like, here, sign, like, yeah. So it was really like just, and he ran, like, took off. But it was like <laughs> the skin of my teeth. I got that in, yeah. and that was like before the Deadpool movie came out or something like yeah. that, and like before, like I was gonna say those signatures. It was right around that time. Yeah. yeah, no, it was right around the time the movie came out because I remember that same convention because I got him to sign my Deadpool Steelbook that year. Oh, nice. Yeah, and he wanted to take photos of it, and I, I jokingly told him I was like, all right, twenty so bucks. Like, yeah. I, I said I was like, all right, twenty bucks. He's like, ha ha ha, and it, right, like you know, like, I, I was obviously joking, uh, yeah. but he was he was excited to see the steel book because I don't think he had. He hadn't seen um, it yet. Yeah, and that's, then that's pretty cool. Around either before I, I, I don't remember. It was at Boston. I ended up meeting him. I ended up meeting him and. Uh, Stan Lee. Stan, oh, that one here. nice. So I have them. I have a. It was my first graded comic. I got his like black and white, um, conven- convention Spider Man, Deadpool. I was like, I. 
I was I wasn't planning on it, so I didn't bring mine. Um, but it was there, and I was like, all right. Well. So I ended up with him and Stan Lee on the comic. That's that's pretty awesome. Yeah. And Ed Ed was right next to Rob, so Ed did like a remark of um, Deadpool on it, and as well in color. Oh man! Um, so that was my that's like my first graded comic. That's that is pretty amazing. Yeah. It, yeah. It it's a nice piece. Uh, and it came back in nine point eight, and I was like, oh All right, nice. <laughs> I was like, I was like, that was the most off the wall couple hundred dollars i spent but it was worth it <laughs> yes yeah, yeah. oh yeah for sure for sure yeah. at least at least at least you got a good grading <laughs> yeah yeah at least, i mean I, the reality was it was like i i've been going to conventions for god knows how long and I, I i enjoy meeting the people and having the weird interactions with them like charging trying to charge rob to you know take photos <laughs> with me yeah. uh, of, of my still book and stuff like that um but you know those are the those are the interesting stories so you're like you'll never meet them like i don't know i never thought i would meet a number of people but here right. we are yeah right? absolutely um and back to your story of like uh what was it shrek that was like uh had like the oxygen tank it reminds <laughs> me of um comic con with two ends yeah uh, yes you know you don't want to talk about, i know what you're uh, talking about yeah right alan bellman like yes. oh man yeah i met yeah. him yeah yeah i met him too it was it was i want to say the last year that they had it uh it was like i was there and i was walking around i was actually working i think i was actually working with mary mac at that point it was me and eric blackie oh yeah yeah i love eric yeah Yeah, eric's eric's a great guy Uh, it was me and him like walking around and like helping out at the booth and stuff He, he was primarily doing it i was like gopher guy uh and anyway so i walked alan bellman was kind of like there and i was like he was kind of like you know before he ended up it was years before a few years before he passed but it was still kind of like oh are you okay man yeah (laughs) yeah it was a great it was a great experience and a good opportunity to meet him and everything like that and whatnot and my two-year-old absolutely loved like i ended up getting a autograph um the cover of uh Captain America punchy Hitler. Yes, that yes. he drew. And it's hanging on my wall on the stairs. My my two year old loves pointing at it, and he like <laughs> make me name the characters on it. Oh, that's awesome! Jesus. Oh man, yeah, but yeah. So it's funny. Yeah, there's not a lot of those those old older guys like left. And I, when I was really young doing convention, like I started doing conventions when I was sixteen. Oh wow! And I, you know, I I met uh, Arnold Drake, who did he he created um, uh, what do you call it, uh, the Doom Patrol. Um, I I sat next to Gene Colan at a show. I had no idea who Gene Colan was. I I was such an idiot, and and at the time he was he was painting this Bob Marley biography book. Hmm. And so, so you've got this old guy sitting next to you who's painting a Bob Marley book and like, everybody's walking up to him. Like, can you sketch daredevil for me? And I'm like, why the hell do you want this guy to draw daredevil for? Like, I totally oblivious to anything. Yeah. Idiot. <laughs> and, uh, like years later I looked, he was so, such a nice guy. 
years later i look back and i'm just like i can't believe i was such a moron like you know you're sitting next to a, a legend who i love now like his dracula stuff is freaking amazing yeah but no clue i was just yeah dumb dumb <laughs> oh, kid who didn't that. know anything that happens I mean, I, yeah i've done that a number of times i'm like I feel like I should know who you are. And <laughs> right. Yeah. Not a clue. Like nope. that that with artists though, it's a little bit easier to do that because it's not like there's even like I think some of them do now, but if back in the nineties, eighties, whatever, it wasn't like you had headshots of the artists yeah. inside right. the book. It was like random names on a piece of paper and you're like Yeah. Who? Yeah, unless but, unless you you saw them in Wizard magazine. <laughs> like, yeah. you had no idea who these people were the, next to the fantasy casting right uh, yeah, yeah. that's not gonna happen yeah uh, i used to love those i'm pretty More sure man. ryan reynolds is now the fantasy cast for almost all of them right yes yeah right but ryan reynolds i really want so i was a big fan of ryan reynolds when he was in two guys a girl in a pizza place yeah yeah that was like such a great show and when that was coming out i was Nathan doing billion yeah right I was uh, I was doing my Johnny Raygun comic, and I'm like, this guy would be perfect for Johnny Raygun. <laughs> yeah, that's not gonna happen now, but um... yeah, <laughs> you don't know that. Yeah, that's true. It could happen. The dude's well, buying up IPs like nobody's business at this that's point. That's right? He's his own. He's his own entity at this point. He's like, I own a cell phone company, and I got a production a gin, company. Gin. Yeah. Yeah. I own a soccer team. He's bringing back Mike and Mike Mars and Cowboys right, yeah. uh, oh, really? Mumesa. Yeah. No kidding. Oh my god, that's yeah. awesome. Yeah, it's gonna right? be a like, new uh, cartoon <laughs> stuff. Yeah. Dude's just buying up properties. So who knows? Why not? Right. Why not Johnny Reagan? Ryan Reynolds, yeah. if you're out there, uh, Johnny Reagan would be a perfect uh, property for you to pick up. Just saying, you hear to hear first, guys. Yeah, he'll, he'll get back to because he's Johnny a frequent Reagan listener. <laughs> Ryan Reynolds through. Now we have a reason and... to tag him in this, right? I mean, <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. I mean, do you really need a reason to tag Ryan? No, Reynolds you don't. I mean, at this point, like, I'm so gonna start say... tagging him in every post now. Right, Done. just like yeah, Beyonce, Ryan Reynolds. Uh, <laughs> so do, doing T-shirts. Um, I we there was a, a t-shirt uh, an apparel convention in Vegas called huh. Magic, and um and it was basically Everything like magic. every every piece of like whoever makes like Gucci belts like they're there and 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 you've got Nike and 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 all these you know high end like apparel right and then I worked for a t-shirt company called Logotel at the time. And we did t-shirts for, I did all the South Park t-shirts for the first two seasons. Oh, shit. Nice. And, uh, oh, shit. I have one of your shirts then. Yeah. Was it, is it, uh, uh, I Kill Kenny or, or. It's a Cheesy Poofs. Cheesy Poofs. Yes. That was one we had to fight for, by the way. Like, yeah, they, they wanted to do, what's the dude from The Cure? Robert. Robert Smith. Robert Smith. They like, they're like, Matt and Trey. Okay, I'll back up a little bit. So, uh, right right as Comedy Central signed them, um, my boss calls me into their office. My my two bosses, they call me into the office, the owners of this company. And they're like, they're both lawyers. Like, that was what they did before they owned this company. They're both Mm -hmm. lawyers. 
super religious Catholic guys, right? Oh, they, didn't, they didn't laugh about much. And they call me into the office and they're like, we want to show you something and get your opinion on it. And they pulled up the, uh, the Christmas, uh, you know, <laughs> anniversary yeah. of Jesus. And I'm sitting there and I'm like, this is the funniest shit I've ever seen. But I don't know if I can laugh. Like, yeah. this, is, this is pretty sacrilegious. And here's two super religious guys. And they're like, so what do you think? I'm like, that was, that was amazing. And they're like, well, Comedy Central just picked these guys up and they're going to make a show called South Park. And do you think, do you think we should go after the license? Because we had done before that, we, we had Dr. Seuss as a license. And I uh, can't remember. We, uh, we had uh, The Far Side and a couple, couple other things. And, um, and I'm like, if, if that show is as funny as like this five minute clip, like, <laughs> yeah, this thing is going to be amazing. Like it's going to be really, really good. So yeah, we, if we could sign this, let's sign it. Cause this is going to sell a million shirts. And like, we went from being like a $3 million company to like a $30 million company. Oh, like, wow. Nice. Not even, not it even was, shocked. No, it was, it was amazing. And then we signed WCW right, right after that. And like, uh. We were just doing gangbusters, and then it all imploded. Goldberg, really, really uh. but um, but but yeah, like trying to get them to. We would send. So I actually have a VHS tape of the very first South Park episode that they sent us, huh. but instead of whatever music that they ended up with, it's got the Charlie Brown like piano music in it, <laughs> and Comedy Central was like, "No, we can't. You can't yeah. do that." But so. I have one of the, like super super rare videotape of, of that's that awesome. It's kind of cool, but like those guys were so weird. We would send them like t shirt. You know, we're watching every week, and yeah. we're like, all right, well, you gotta you gotta do respect my authority, right? Like that's a no brainer shirt. Yeah, and they're like, uh, you know, cheesy poofs. I don't know about that. What what about Robert Smith? And we're like, Robert Smith's not gonna. And they want to do like. We really just want a Mr. Garrison shirt that doesn't say anything. We're like, guys, I don't think you understand. Like, you're great at the TV <laughs> stuff, but like marketing T-shirts to kids, like you guys yeah. kind of suck at this. But um, we had to fight for a bunch of stuff, and we we ended up we did do a Robert Smith shirt, and <laughs> I remember it. Yeah, it it did not sell well. It, like that yeah. was our lowest selling shirt. Jesus. It was it was pretty bad. Um, yeah. We did a bunch of shirts that were like right at about the same time. Like like uh, low riders were were kind of hot for a minute, and so like there were a bunch of shirts that had like you know the cars that were hopping and stuff. And yeah. we did uh, a Cartman slow and low, and it's Cartman in like a wife beater. Um, <laughs> With a car like bouncing behind him, and that did no not problem. get approved. But I, I printed a shirt, and so I have the only shirt ever made for that. That's awesome. Yeah, there's a lot, a lot of little cool, fun, fun things like that that we got yeah. to do. The, the only South Park shirt I, I remember having is the the many deaths of Kenny one. Yes, I yeah, that one. That that many deaths of Kenny. So the funny thing about that is, we. Our boss, this guy Fred Lewis, he uh, he was a 
he was one of these guys that I don't know if he made many moods of, but he loved that concept. And before I got to this place, the like one of their top selling shirts was the mini moods of an alien. And it all had the exact same face on it. It's sad, blah, blah. But that sold for some reason, sold really, really well. So because that one shirt sold really, really well, everything we did, he's like, it's got to have a mini moods of. And so that's where that mini deaths of Kenny came from. That's interesting. Because he's (laughs) like, that was his favorite concept. Nice. Well, he contributed to one of my shirts. So that's awesome. (laughs) One of the shirts that I used to wear. I was today years old when I realized that I'm talking to the guy who designed the shirt I wore probably the most in high school. <laughs> like, there's like there's very few photos of me that exist from high school, but yeah. I can assure you probably half of them have that shirt on. I'm not even kidding. Oh, that's awesome. I love it. Uh, I, think, I think I had another uh, South Park shirt that I think... I have a vague recollection of it. Now I'm not... Now I'm... Con- now I'm a little hazy on whether or not it was me or a friend of mine, but yeah, like everybody had South. Park yeah, everybody had South Park. Yeah. That was it was huge. It was crazy. Especially back then, you you liked it for like the the wit and the satire. Nick and I liked it our generation because they said curse words on TV. Right? <laughs> 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. It was that that was such a crazy crazy time. We. We worked like fifteen hour days, like Oh jeez. It was it was it was amazing and it was like looking back on it, I'm like, I'm glad I was in my early twenties. Like Yeah, right. <laughs> I can yeah. do that now. But uh <laughs> but yeah, we had so much fun. There was it was we were a little little tiny studio when the my so when I worked at Fruit of the Loom, I got transferred over to their like their their department that did looney tunes and stuff and so i did some looney tune shirts for a little bit um but the art director there moved to maryland and he went to this company logotel and like three months after he went he he called me and he's like dude i he's like i loved working with you um i need somebody down here that can do the things that you do and he was like my mentor yeah and I was That's like, cool. absolutely, I'll move, like, I'll move down there and work with you. And when I got there, like, <laughs> he moves me in the night before, like, like it's midnight and we're unloading our, our U-Haul truck, which probably consisted of like a bed and maybe a chair or something. Like, it wasn't much. <laughs> yeah. And my comics, that's my comics. Yeah, there you and go. My, Typical guy moving. It's yeah, like I got, I got, I got very minimalistic A mattress, no bed frame. Right. Yeah, shit. no bed frame. Right. So the next day, I felt so bad. So my my fiance, who became my wife, moved with me, and you know we we get done unloading, and my buddy Tony goes, "All right, I'll see you in the morning," and I'm like, "Oh, like I thought, like I could have a day to like unpack and." And like get settled before I go. Nope, nope. We gotta we gotta hit the ground running tomorrow. Like we gotta we gotta get going. And yes. um, and so I I go into work. It's like eight o'clock. I I I only had we only had one car, so I took the car, and I get there and there's a computer in a box sitting on another box that was my desk, and he's like, all right. 
put your desk together, put the computer together. We got to get to work. <laughs> and, and then we stayed there until like midnight working. And I got home and I felt horrible because like I didn't have a phone at home. So I couldn't call my, my fiance that like, I'm going to be late. We didn't have any food at home. She didn't know like the, the town Columbia, Maryland was, it's really weird. She didn't know where like grocery, she didn't eat all day. She's just sitting on the steps, like crying as I get home, like thinking I'm probably never coming back. Like she hasn't <laughs> he left me. Like, yeah. Takes me to this weird town. Oh, it was horrible. And and the rest rest of our time there wasn't much better, but it was a little bit better. <laughs> uh, a little bit better is good. Yeah. yeah. I mean, she stayed with you, so there's that. She did, yeah. Yeah. That's how so, you know she cares. Exactly. So did you ever get to work on any like uh X-Men stuff at all or um so I did I did Marvel uh cards like like the sketch cards for a while okay i was That's really cool. dumb with sketch card like there was a period of time where i was like oh sketch cards are great they're a lot of fun and the first set that i did was lord of the rings and nice. I, I don't know if, how much you guys know about sketch cards but they pay absolute shit and <laughs> uh-huh. like uh so lord of the rings was tops and i remember them telling me like you know you you how many cards do you want? And I'm thinking, Oh, it's just like, it's just sketching on a little tiny card. Like, and, and they're like, it's a dollar a card. Oh, I'm like, geez. Oh, well, like I'll do quick sketches. Like I'll take a thousand, like I could use a thousand dollars. That's awesome. And then you get a thousand cards and you're like, Holy shit. Like that's a lot of Gandalfs and like, Oh yeah. Geez. Yeah. So then you start like putting them down and you're like, all right, I'm going to do, I'm going to do 50 Gandalfs and I'm going to do 50 Sams. And, you know, you, you start like break, you know, 50 Gullums and you're like, oh shit. I'm going to make still, it in the. Still got like 500 Yeah, you're not making a dent. <laughs> no. Oh, so that, I didn't learn from that. And when the Marvel <laughs> cards came around, I'm like, this is fucking Marvel Comics. This is awesome. I'll take a thousand. <laughs> and, um,. I, I did that twice. I don't think the second time I did a thousand. I think the second time I did like five hundred or something like that. But there's a lot of there's a lot of my Marvel sketch cards out there. And and most of them are really horrible. <laughs> I mean for a dollar, I don't you know that yeah. you got paid. I don't well, I don't, I don't Yeah, blame. they uh so the the longer I stayed in sketch cards, like the shittier it got because it, it started off like you could just do black and white, like quick sketches. And by the end sure. of me being there, they're like, everything has to be full color. And I'm what? like, what? For a dollar? I don't yeah, think for so. A, yeah. What? Yeah. They're there smoking were, something. There were a couple, there was a company, uh, Rittenhouse, that they did really, really nice sketch cards and they paid like $15 a card. So. I mean, still, still doesn't seem worth it. Still not great wages, but when you're going from a dollar to fifteen, you're thinking, "Oh man, this is fantastic!" I'm rich, yeah, right. yeah, fifteen hundred percent pay increase, yeah. right there. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So I stopped. I stopped doing sketch cards, but that was the only official time I've been able to do uh, the X Men. I, I, you know, I've done plenty of commissions and stuff like that. I've yeah. actually got uh, a big mega X Men commission that's going to be like a double page spread with 
just a ton of characters. Uh, it's it's sitting on my list, looking at me, going, "You really uh, should start this." Yeah, that's pretty. That's pretty cool. Definitely. I uh, hope you post it when. It, they oh yeah, I, it when I will nice. absolutely. Post, that'd, that'd yeah, be cool. I, I'm um, excited about that one. Who uh, who's your favorite character? Uh, X Men or just in general? X Men, man. Ooh, you know what? I I am a lame, super lame guy that like Leonardo's my favorite turtle, and like I like the super nice, straight, like normal, like I'm the leader guys. So Cyclops, uh, Cyclops, is, yeah. Uh, he's yeah. not terrible. He's not terrible. You you could have picked somebody worse. Oh, uh, yeah, there's, worse. I mean, there's a lot of worse ones that you could go with. Say it is like Cyclops. Cyclops isn't a bad choice, right? No, like, yeah. no I always feel lame though. Going, I you know, if I said no, Cyclops or Wolverine, I'd be like, oh, you know, everybody loves Wolverine. I would say, well, if if it was Wolverine, I, I probably would have rolled my eyes just because it's like, <laughs> right. like everybody loves, yeah, because you know, because yeah. the, the, you know, once the movie, the two thousand movie came out, it's like Wolverine this, Wolverine that everywhere. Oh, yeah. But I mean, Cyclops, you know. Cyclops, yeah, he, it was something, you know, his vibe, I mean, again, I drew him when I was, like, yeah, hey. he's always been my favorite, but Is yeah. also so you didn't have to draw eyes? Right. So yeah, right. Been, You're terrible at drawing eyes, so here's the eyes. Yeah. <laughs> like, hands, no problem, eyes, oh. Yeah. Uh, he's also what got a, mitten. Now, what's your favorite, uh, what's your favorite Cyclops costume that he wore? Oh, no, that's a lot harder. I, I really like. There's he did, he had a costume in X Factor, that was just like a giant white X. White X, yeah. That, that went his whole body. I like that one a lot. There was one, more recently, and when I say recently, probably like fifteen years ago, um, where it was very. I can't remember. I wasn't reading the book at the time, but I remember seeing it, it was red. I think he was kind of a bad guy. Like it's he was the Phoenix Force one. Maybe it was right before the Phoenix Force because I think the Phoenix Force was like a variation on. Oh, okay. It was like it was like red and like center of black. Yeah. Spot. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Yeah, I, re- yes, I like I, the really really simple version. You know. Yeah. The clean, the clean cut. Yeah. Uh, there's something to be said for that. And I think yeah. that's why. I think that's why a lot of people like the classic yellow Wolverine and stuff like that is because it's it's simplistic Brown it's not... man. that i was gonna say i am not a fan of the yellow the yellow if, if i ever take over that book i'm gonna beg to bring the <laughs> the, the brown suit that brown that suit, was man I, it just I it made that. so much sense like he's a little wolverine like he's a little brown guy you know yeah <laughs> yeah he's gonna he's, he's gonna fit the part but uh i was like the astonish, astonishing uh cyclops's uniform oh that was yeah a good one yep that was very simple yeah, that was very, very, very it just had like pinstripe kind of things on it. Yeah. Yeah, just like the yellow pinstripes. But yep. it, it, was, it was nice. It worked really well. Yeah. <laughs> That's pretty cool. But yeah, Cyclops is not a, a terrible, terrible answer at all. <laughs> oh, good. <laughs> Wolverine. Yeah. But. Yeah. <laughs> so did you. Hello. Did you, mm, you no, know, God. I was going to say so you started with a classic X Men, right? Yeah. And. Then once you realized it was actually just reprints, did you go back and actually read the original run? Yeah. So, um, like I said, I think like I would hit the 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 con- once I once I had a real comic store to go to, 
I was by I was filling in all those back issues that I had missed. So I kind of started like where I had started, but I had I, I kept reading classic X Men because I wanted to see like what happened in this big gap. Um, yeah. And then what, I think I finally like caught up with where I was in classic X Men, and I was like, oh well, I don't need the classic ones anymore because I have the regular issues. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I I actually had an entire collection from Giant Size One to like issue three hundred or something, like right oh, after wow. Claremont had left, and um, and then I kind of fell off after that. But um, but yeah, I I ended up filling in that entire that entire gap. And I, I, one one Christmas, this is while I was still pretty young and hadn't filled in a lot of stuff. My my grandmother bought me uh, those Marvel Masterworks, those big like gold hardcovers. Yeah. Of the first X-Men volume. So it was like you nice. know, the original Kirby stuff. And that was really because, again, I hadn't read any of that stuff. And that was, you know, you, you didn't see Juggernaut for the first time and and stuff like that, which was pretty cool. Nice. Yeah, that, that's that's wicked cool. Yeah, I love, love, I mean, I, love, love, love. And I, I dropped out of the X-Men for a really, really long time. Every once in a while, I'd pick up an issue and try to try to go back home and always be like oh this just doesn't feel doesn't feel the same but then um hickman's run on uh house of x and powers of x was another one of those i'm like all right we're kind of rebooting everything like i'm gonna i'm gonna pick this up and see and i freaking loved that like that house and powers i don't know if you guys read that but there's, there's a part of i cried like i broke down and wept cried um because it it felt like it felt like the old stuff it felt like the claremont stuff and spoiler they they kill off like the original team and and the way that he does it is so amazing if you don't mind me like going into it i'll go like i I might i might start crying now because it was so good um so I'll put my hand over your eyes. <laughs> so there's like, uh, you know, the, the X-Men find out that there's a, so the, the whole setup of, of Hickman's run is awesome. It's like um, Krakoa is, is a giant island and it's a mutant itself, right? And so they've set up all these little embassies all over the world um, and have declared that Krakoa is the mutant like country, right? So they're like an official country now. And they basically like throw down the gauntlet and be like, look, you, you either accept us as our own sovereign nation or we can fucking wipe you out. Like, yeah. you know, it's up to you. So, so meanwhile, while, while they're trying to set up their sovereign nation and everything, and there's diplomacy going on, um, like there's this offshoot of like, it's, it's like, uh, aim agents and hydra agents and shield agents and all these guys they have a master mold head that's circling the sun and it's a what did they call they called it a mother mold so it's a it's a master mold that makes other master molds which can make all the sentinels right yeah so they're they're trying to get it online and they're trying to activate it and the x-men find out about it 
And Professor X is like, all right, I'm going to send my best people up there. This is a, like a suicide mission, basically. Like, I don't know if you guys are going to make it. Yeah. It's, it's orbiting the sun and everything. So it's Cyclops and Mystique and Jean and Wolverine and Nightcrawler. I think that's it. And they take, they take like, you know, a souped up Blackbird and they go and they, they attack this thing. And they infiltrate it and they find out you got to go to these four different places that hook up to this head. And if you detach it, the head's going to fall into the sun and they get three of them done. And, uh, and like Bastique dies right away. Gene gets shot into space in a, in a escape pod capsule. And she's like telepathically talking to everybody. And so they, they just have to release this one uh this one last like lock right mm. and then master mold's done and cyclops is like all right i'm gonna distract him or whatever and uh and and he's he takes off and he's kind of distracting him and wolverine and nightcrawler are there and they're like we can't get to this last lock because it's i, I can't remember what it was if it was like overguarded or whatever and wolverine's like we just have to teleport out into space and like wolverine's gonna chop chop the lock <laughs> and wolverine's like you know if we do this like we're dead and nightcrawler's like i'm you know i'm good with my maker and he fucking teleports wolverine out and it's like you know the music swells you know yeah. nightcrawler is dead instantly like he just yeah. dissipates and wolverine's burning and he's hacking away at this lock and like it just felt so dramatic that you see this guy that you've loved your entire life like yeah being blown apart by the sun and he finally like cuts the master mold head and it's floating you know oh it, it starts floating away and Wolverine jumps on the head and is like hacking away at his, as he as he just disappears and in, into the sun and I I just like I broke down and was crying at that point That's crazy. oh my god this is amazing. And then crazy. Cyclops you, Jack, shot man. in the head. So, like, everybody died, but Hickman kind of... This was the only problem I had with the entire series. And again, spoilers, like, he had a backup plan where Krakoa could take the DNA from any of these mutants that they had, like, downloaded, and he could just make new ones. And oh. so they were all kind of reborn, but they were okay. all like they had their memories downloaded into them and stuff, and it was, I don't know. I felt that was a little cheap. Yeah, I was gonna say. But but know. at the same time, it gave me that amazing moment that I yeah. that I like. Oh my god! Yeah, I still now, get shivers. Was that House of X or? I can't remember if it was House or Power. There was both coming out at the same time. Okay. If you get the House and Powers of X trade. It puts everything in order. Okay, it's one trade. It's one trade, yeah, and it's okay, it's cool. it's really awesome. I yeah. just uh, I just picked up. I've I've read them a while ago, but I just picked up the uh, the House of M trade. Um, yeah, just because that's that story is so iconic, and they <laughs> fucked it up in the the, the WandaVision TV show. Uh, they they ruined that. They fucking blew their load with that. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then um, I just bought um, Messiah Complex. Oh yeah, I haven't read that. Which that that should be coming. Um, I love it because like that I've read it before, but that's like you know, um, 
after the House of Am, all the mutants are gone. There's only like 300 left. No mutants yeah. are born. And the Messiah Complex is the first mutant is born since oh, the House of Am. Nice. Um, and it's, you know, all these different factions trying to like get at get at the baby because, you know, is it, is it yeah. the Messiah? Is it going to destroy yeah. us? Is it going to save us? And then um, I got to find the actual trade for it, but I want to get um, Messiah War which is pretty much uh, it's iconic because I love like one of the covers it's it's pretty much cable with the baby yeah trying to like save it well like Bishop is slipping through time trying to kill the baby because he thinks the baby's gonna like undo like mutants yeah. yeah and it's just so iconic because it's fucking cable sitting there with you know little baby hope and a, a baby Bjorn right. on his chest yeah. and it's just yeah. it's such a good little little like um like visual it's so yeah. funny oh that's great. <laughs> Yeah, I'll to, I'll so I get that, and then then I want to after after I find that I'll, I'll probably pick up like Second Coming. Yeah, um, but apparently like Marvel is done doing a, like they got a Milestone series for the trade yeah. paper trade paperbacks, which is all this all those like reprinted and stuff. So yeah, chances are pretty good that I'll, I'll find them. But I'm, that's awesome. I'm trying to I'm trying to do it. You know, minimal. I, yeah. I got a I got a House of M, and then. The Messiah Complex was like fifteen bucks. Yeah, <laughs> so I was like, ah, that's half half off uh, cover. I can't <laughs> can't complain on that. Yeah, I think I I think I bought the run of House of M at Mary Mac Comics on like a free comic book day for like three dollars. <laughs> yeah, that's such a, that's such a good good story arc. It is a good story arc. I I'm um I've got the uh the Marvel Universe or Marvel Unlimited app for my iPad. Yeah okay and i started reading everything in uh publication date order and i started like 1961 and i'm up to 2001 now (laughs) so um it i mean it's taken me like six six seven years to to get that far (laughs) but um but like i'm really i'm excited to get to a lot of the stuff that i missed in those in like the 2000s uh because like once I had kids, my my comic buying was was pretty minimum. <laughs> a lot of fun. Thought about doing that, and I've I've read like comics on an app before and online. Yeah, and it's just it's not the same. I want I want it in yeah. my hands. I want I want to like flip through the pages because like especially on an app like even if it's on a tablet, I'm like zooming in trying to read oh, the words yeah. and then like look at all the, the 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 graphics and the the pictures and stuff, and it just loses a lot for me. Whereas like I, I want I that agree. paper. I want, I want to like, I want to feel it in my hands. I want to flip through it. Yeah. It took me a long time to, to kind of get used to it. Cause I'm the same way. Like, I'm like, I don't want to read it on a, on an iPad. And then it just, it started becoming a habit. Like right before bed, I'd read like a couple issues of different things. And I'm like, well, this is the only way I'm really going to, this is much easier than me bringing down like my essential, you know, two tomes. And I'm like, and I want to read it like, you know, what what was coming out? It's really cool to see like the trends that that would happen as as, as books are coming out because like early on you you would see like what character was hot because they would kind of pop up in a bunch of different weird places. Yeah, like, sure. Hulk. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like Hulk Hulk would just start popping up. You're like, oh wow, Hulk must have been really really hot in 1964, <laughs> whatever it was, you know. And and that kind of you know, it still continues. Like you can still kind of see the trends 
of what yeah. was what was going really well and what what Deadpool's and everything right now. I'm just right. <laughs> yeah. And like I'm an idiot collector. Like I, <laughs> yeah. I've got like a genetic defect in me that makes me want to collect shit. Oh yeah. And so can like you, can you see all that? That's yeah. Yeah. It, you you get to the point you get like I'm doing a cover for Dick Tracy for the the Mad Cave um thing. Nice. So in my head it's like oh you don't have any Dick Tracy comics. You should buy yeah. the hardcovers. And then you're like, oh, there's like 18 volumes of $50 books. And nope. so, so now, you know, I got a, an Amazon gift card for Christmas and I'd been wondering, like, what am I going to buy? So I bought three of the hardcovers. There you well, go. I'm probably never going to read those, but they look nah, really you cool got on the shelf. <laughs> you got them. That's the important yeah, right? part. <laughs> yeah. It's going to collapse my, so my entire third floor is my office. Yeah. And uh, it, we're pretty sure, like, I got to get rid of some comics because it, I'm pretty sure it's going to collapse oh, down geez. to the second floor at some point. So I'm trying to get comics right now. <laughs> well, if, if I feel like got, we just made this happen. Specific, yeah. specific ones, though. Specific oh, okay. ones. Well, I, I've got four Long boxes that I'm about to donate to uh, Jetpack Comics here pretty soon because, like, I, I, I started. This is another really dumb thing. Um, I decided to rearrange all my comics, not in order of like this is the X Men and this is the Fantastic Four and Batman. Like now they've all been arranged by artist. Oh Jesus! So, so you're doing like the novel thing. Yeah. So it's it's like. Uh, because you know, I realize when I go back to look at my books, like in my head, I'm not looking for, I'm not looking for X Men two twenty seven that has like okay. Mark Silvestri in it. But I know it's got Mark Silvestri. I'm looking for Mark Silvestri. You yeah. Know? Okay. So, so I've got like a whole Mark Silvestri section, and interesting. Uh, and and so I was like, you know what? I'm always looking for specific artists. I might as well just organize these things by artists and. Uh, it, yeah, it's made it a go. lot harder, but but uh, uh, to organize, but but uh, sure. it, it's kind of neat now that it's mostly done. Right. Yeah. I can understand the art, like the number of times where people are like, "Oh, are you getting a book signed?" I'm like, I grabbed five yeah. that I happen to know to know where they yeah. are, and I know what they've done. Outside of that, I'm like, I could probably get like another dozen or two signs you dug through I'd, everything yeah i'd have to cat like number one was cataloging them yeah um and i didn't i don't actively like a number of the interfaces of the systems that are out there that a lot of people use yeah i also don't like paying a monthly like a monthly, uh, a monthly mm, fee yeah and i'm like no like if you guys were like give me thirty bucks and call it a day, I'd be like, all right. right. And then yeah. if I want to update the, you know, even if you were like, all right, so, uh, the first five, like, like some sort of weird thing, but I'm like, I don't feel like, oh, that's weird. I don't feel like I want to pay like another monthly subscription. Like, yeah, I just don't. Yeah. Um. So like a number of the systems are completely out. I had found this website called Stash My Comics, and it worked well for a long period of time uh but i recently found this other one called uh what was it called uh, league of comic geeks and it's phenomenal oh we'll write that down it's free uh i have found 
very few comics that don't exist in it. The best part about it is the app has a barcode reader. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, that makes you it really just fast. Scan, you can just scan. Yeah, and then yeah. you get all your information. That's kind of cool. The one thing uh, that Stash by Comics did was it did have like value estimated values of a lot of comics yeah a lot of them were kind of like placeholders though because unless like data got entered in it was like this the value of this you know two dollar comic is two dollars and i'm like it's not it's like 20 cents right right there's a bajillion of them right but for like the ones that were worth more like it was a pretty decent like quick idea but league of comic geeks uh they have like actual like reported value data and stuff like that. And I think it's like, it's growing and it's there. If you find something that isn't on their site, they're really good and easy to work with. Like there's very strict guidelines that you have to read um, in order to submit covers and uh, you know, issues and changes and what like that. But I have found, like I said, maybe a handful of comics that don't exist. Like a number of times, it's like weird variants. Yeah. Like, but uh, one of my fun ones was the Chris Uminga Batman Max uh, cover that he did. Yeah. Like, very few places know that it's a real comic, but right. I scanned the barcode on it, and it was like it. It found it was like this one, and I was like, "Son of a bitch, I'm in." That's kind of um, awesome. So yeah, so I've I've slowly been doing it, and it does allow you to do things like filter by like artists and stuff like that, and a number of other things. But uh, cool. other than that, like you're saying that it's a weird way to do your collection. I'm like, as a collector who goes to conventions and gets things signed by people, like it actively makes sense. Yeah, my brain is stuck on like, all right, so what if these two people worked on a comic together? Like, uh, where do I put it? Uh, yeah. <laughs> and it's kind of like people who are like, well, where do you put Spider-Man? Is it under Spider-Man or is it under Deadpool? Or Spider-Man and Deadpool? It's like, is it Spider-Man and De- or Deadpool? Right. And I'm like, well, it begins with S. Like, so right. like, <laughs> like, you could tag it with Deadpool and stuff like that. But yeah, yeah League of Comic Geeks uh, is is a, it's a free site. You can create an account uh, and it allows you to catalog your stuff. And like I said, the barcode reader is the, it was one of the main selling points of it because yeah, my comics cool. was a website, no app. And I painstakingly entered in thousands of comics. <laughs> oh, no. Um, yeah. While my partner was pregnant with our two year old, I actually would just hand her a short box and be like, Hey, can you help catalog these? Yeah. So I, I catalog thousands. I think she actually probably did, 50 percent of it at least um but yeah so i get your art i get why i get why you did it the way you did i also understand Mm. completely that it makes no sense whatsoever (laughs) but i also used to have movies sectioned out for like some of my favorite actors yeah i had a jim carrey section in my dvd collection right like i had a kevin smith section uh, right, the Quentin Tarantino section, and right. everybody was yeah. like, "Why are these before A?" And I'm like, "Because I like them a lot." Right. <laughs> yes. Yeah. That's right. that's how I have my movies set up too. It's like I've got my Marvel section, 
And I've got my Tarantino, like all my favorite kind of films. And then I've got like everything else kind of by genre. Like, yeah, this, this stuff is important. That stuff is just movies that I have, you know? Makes sense. Why don't you tell people where they can find you? All right. Uh, You can find me. I've got a, a, you know, Facebook. uh, It's, I think it's like John Raygun or Rich Woodall. Um, it's, it's a little picture of me in shorts that Craig drew. Um, I'm on Instagram under probably John Reagan too. I don't know any of my, any of my things. Uh, I'm clarification really... is Johnny Reagan. Johnny oh. Reagan. Okay. Good deal. <laughs> I got you. Don't worry. Um, uh, I, I know I'm on X and blue sky, but I, I'm never actually on those. So <laughs> yeah, worry about those. Uh, my personal site is projectpandoraentertainment.com because I couldn't get a shorter freaking URL. <laughs> uh, and that's got like my store and and gallery and, and all, all that kind of stuff on there. And then I have a Patreon uh, that's like Patreon slash Rich Woodall or something similar to that. Um, <laughs> you'll find it. Yeah. That makes way more sense. Yeah. That's like classic Bat Rock. But now I know, I'm like, I don't remember doing Wolverine with a weird mustache.